0: Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. We serve an audacious God. Have you ever ever thought about that? And God gives audacious assignments. We have an audacious assignment from God. God's assignments are so big that if he doesn't show up, it's never going to happen. And that's where we're going this morning. The audacious assignments that God gives us are so big that if he doesn't show up in the deal, it's not going to happen. The Great Commission is like that, and we're going to look at that this morning. But God is good at giving us things that are bigger than ourselves. Anybody realize that when you read the Scriptures? I think about... Abraham. He was called Abram before God changed his name to Abraham. He's married to Sarah. He's 75 years old, older than I am right now, and older than pretty well everybody in the room, save a few. His wife's 10 years younger than him. He'd be thinking about retirement. He'd be thinking about social security, how to be secure in old age. That'd be a topic on his list. But God arrests him. And we're going to go to, Genesis, uh, to um, Genesis chapter 12. And I want to look at what God says because this is audacious. We have a, a value in our church called uh, we'll go anywhere to reach anyone. Really? Anywhere? Anyone? That's audacious. God gives audacious assignments. The Great Commission is huge, these things are impossible without God. Genesis 12, 1. Listen to this. We'll read the verse 3. And the Lord said to Abram, Go! That's why we'll go anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere to reach anyone. Go! It's two, two of the letters in God's name. Go. He's a go God. Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. Now that's not impossible. And most of us could do that. Some of us have relocated in life. I'm one of them. But then we're going to get into something audacious right here. I will make you. Wow, we could camp right there, couldn't we? We could have church on that. Ah, I want to be a self-made man. Good, good on you, man. You're, you're dumber than dumb. I will make you into... A great nation. Now we're choking on something. Now we got an audacious assignment from God. And I will bless you. We all love that. I will make your name great. Abram, 75 year old Abraham to be. 10 years younger but still old. Wife, Sarah. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you. I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now, now we're hitting on something that's so big, so great, so audacious. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. In reading that, We can skim over the facts, we can skim over the history, we can skim over culture, we can neglect to see the things in that that are audacious, that are bigger than anything that we could even think about if we go over that and don't realize something. Seventy-five years old, his youth is gone, his wife's youth is gone, they have not had a child, they're getting old. What do old people do? They start to look at social security, like I said, and comfort, and, 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 and security becomes a, a really big deal the older that you get. But there's something else in this that we need to understand culturally, and that is that their economy back then was tied to family, tribe, country. That when you left that, when you left the family network, the family the family clan, you said goodbye to your social security because your source was within that family network. And so these people back then, very much, they were very strategic about who they married. They looked at, you know, they looked at a whole lot of factors before they would marry into another family or another tribe. They wanted to know what, what, what is, what's going to be added to us in the way of security of this network when we get married. Some of the royals are like that. They would have strategic alliances between, say, the royals in, in Great Britain and over in uh, uh, Europe, Sweden, and places like that. They would, they would marry into uh, families for security, for national security, so they had a partner to call upon in, in, in the face of battle. And so these guys... Hear from God something that's good, that would frighten them to the core. I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your clan. I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave Abram and Sarah the very thing that you're counting on for your security in life. That's why this is a huge assignment that God's given them. He wants to get them and us in a position where we are totally dependent on him. In other words, if he doesn't show up, it's not going to happen. Get out there where where your security is not in, your nationality, your family tie, that job that you're holding down right now by a thread. (laughs) The interest rates, the economy, the government all of these things that all of us are conscious of constantly that, that bring their there are security blanket and as you get older you start to become more conscious about better be some younger people to look after me they don't have any children which means they're going to be relying on somebody else's kids cuz they don't have any children they got no grandkids without any grandkids at that age in their society and their culture They're starting to get really insecure about this, guaranteed. But God says to them, I'm going to give you an audacious assignment. You're going to leave all of that. And I'm going to be your source. So let's read what God says here again, just part of it. So God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. (laughs) Really? Okay. (laughs) How big is that when you don't even have any children and you're 75 and 65? I'll bless those who bless you. Whoever curses, I'll curse, I'll take that. All the people on earth will be blessed through you. Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Philistines, everybody else that's out there. They're all going to be blessed through you. You think about this for a moment, and the first five books of the Bible are called the Torah, or the Pentateuch, Penta meaning five. And three of the great religions, three out of the five arguably greatest religions in the world, which is Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, all embrace those first five books, all of them. All oh, the Muslims believe and they embrace this story right here. It's part of their, their Bible. Judy, the Jews, of course, Father Abraham. We as Christians, we read out of these first five books and we embrace these accounts that happen. He's called the, Abraham is called the father of our faith. And God has not changed the assignment when he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he's basically saying, the gospel means good news, he's basically saying the same thing that he said to Abraham and Sarah. It's the same, it's the same thing that our value, that we'll go anywhere to reach anyone. It's got to be something that we hold as a value, but it's impossible. So what do people do? They shrink it shrink the great the great commission becomes the small doable commission without God so how how do you how do you shrink how do you shrink it? you shrink it when you think it when you think it's smaller than what God gave it you have just shrunk it down and, and that 's what that 's what happens in 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 Christianity and it happens all through life. The great commission is that in you. All the nations of the earth will be blessed, Abraham, and all all the way down, all the way through the generations, the nations will be blessed the same way through you. Oh, but that's too big. You don't really believe that. I believe it enough that that our vision is to grace the nations. It's to take God's ability, the hand of God, what you can't do, what God enables you to do. The vision of this church is to take that to the nations, the hand of God. Not what you can do, not your hands, but what God can do. So if God doesn't show up, it ain't going to happen. How can a 75-year-old man and a 65-year-old woman that are childless have one child? Let alone, I'm going to make your name great and I'm going to multiply you as the sands are on the sea and the stars in the sky. And, and, and beyond that, if the, these three great religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, all, all believe, I was talking with somebody uh, the other week, this past week, because I was thinking about this. There would be no more fighting over gimme, 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 mine, mine, mine. If your assignment is God's God's gonna bless you, why? So you can bless these other nations. If that was your assignment, you'd quit fighting for your own. You'd quit fighting over boundaries and territories and, and everything else. If, the, if you stuck to the assignment and they all believe in Father Abraham, every one of father of our faith, all of them believe in Abraham, all of them embrace the first five books of the Bible, but how many are actually following what God told Father Abraham to do? We're fighting over something. We're covetousness. And that's why the blessing doesn't go out because we're fighting for what's ours, mine, gimme. It's no longer God blessed me so I can bless you. It's God blessed me so I can be even more blessed. Get something bigger. Get a bigger war chest. Call a bank account. Become more famous. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Fighting for what is mine is not I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. I would say that the fountain of what's flowing through the nations right now and through these religions right now if they would go back to the original fountain and discover what God originally said and make these corrections and something would shift called peace and prosperity in the world but the devil plays his best hand right here he plays it from the beginning right there in the book of uh, of in the garden of eden rather in genesis where god says go subdue Oh, every creature, it's all yours. Take, take authority over every fish in the sea, and all the birds, but never humans. And I'm going to prosper you. And then we scroll forward thousands of years to Abraham. And God says, I want to bless you so that you can bless the nations so that the nations will know that I'm a good God. And, if you, and there's no shortage you don't have to fight for anything. God, Abraham took Lot along. He wasn't supposed to take anybody, but he took his nephew Lot, probably, again, for social security. needs somebody younger to look after Grandpa here. And, and, and Lot comes along, and then God begins to multiply all the herds. And Abraham realizes, and Lot realizes, we got to separate here, because... Your herdsmen and my herds and your, my herdsmen and your herds and, you know, it's all becoming too much. God's blessed us so much that there's, we need a bigger paddock here. And so God says, okay, Abraham, you go ahead and let Lot pick and you take the rest and I'll bless what's left over. I'm not going to fight Lot over it. I'm not going to fight about this. I'm going to let you have the pick and so Abraham does. And Lot goes, he sees the fertile plains and he goes, I'll take that, thank you good luck to you, Abraham. (laughs) Well, luck has nothing to do with it. It's the blessing of God. It's the assignment that is so big that doesn't stop today. That's why if we don't pick something that's so big that God shows up, then God hasn't given it to us. It should send, it does me anyway, makes my knees buckle a bit. It's The, the devil hammers me, quit saying that. You know that's stupid. You know that, 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 that grace the nations. Come on, raising generations, reaching there. Take Take the raising generations. We can do a bit of that. Reaching nations, not going to happen. Who do you think you are? Well, somebody that heard from God. Somebody that's not following another commission, but a great commission, an audacious, assignment from God, that if God doesn't show up, it's not going to happen. The question is, well, who's the source of your security? So if you stepped away from the source of your security, like Abraham is asking you to do, what would happen in your life? Without God, it's impossible. Listen to me, but with God, with God, it's impossible for it not to happen. With God, it's impossible for us not to fulfill what God has called us to do. Matthew 28, we're scrolling now forward in time to what we would call the New Testament. Now we're talking, we're listening to Jesus himself talking in Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. I wonder how many people doubt today the Great Commission. I wonder when we put a value on the wall and I talk about it, go anywhere, reach anyone, I wonder how many doubters there are to that value, to that assignment that God's given us. But some doubt it. Some are always going to doubt. Then Jesus came to them and said, here's the game changer for all of us. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth. There ain't nothing left over when you get past that, other than hell. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go anywhere to reach anyone. But realize you don't do it Alone, you do it with me, you do it because I've given you authorization from the author. I've given you the power, the authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Well, not all the nations, I mean, some of them don't believe in you, God. Some of them aren't Christians. Some of them, uh, you know, they're heathens. Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely, I'm with you always, always, surely. Take it to the bank, to the very end of the age. We're on an impossible mission that's made possible for one reason. With God. With God. With God. All things are possible with God. Without him, not going to happen. With him, it's going to happen. We'll go anywhere, reach anyone. It's not just a value. It's something, an assignment that God's given us. All through the Bible that we read, I think of Joseph. Joseph had an impossible assignment. He was betrayed by his brothers. You know that. He was put in a pit. Then he gets sold to Potiphar. And so he's serving in Potiphar's house. He gets cu- accused of adultery. But he ends up in the, in the penthouse. <laughs> he, he ends up serving Pharaoh. He ends up in the highest courts of Egypt. As part of his impossible assignment, God moves him, where God wants to, to move him. Every bit of the way, it's impossible. But he takes that assignment, and he goes for it. And he ends up being the right-hand man uh, of Pharaoh but the assignment's not done yet and the impossibility's not over yet because God has his man on an impossible assignment, on an audacious assignment so that he can come back and forgive the ones that put him in the pit, the ones that sold him into slavery and bless them because in you, all the nations, Joseph, will be blessed. And then God has Moses, his man Moses, God moves Moses into into Pharaoh's household because he's in an ark and they're killing everybody and he gets raised under Pharaoh. And then God calls him, part of his audacious assignment is is I want you to leave your security of Egypt high up there. I want you to walk out of that. Joseph walked into it. Now you're going to walk out out of that, and you're going to go wander in a wilderness as an old man getting older. So it's still going to be impossible for you to do what I told you to do, because by the time you get around to doing it, you're already old, but you're going to be really old then. So he's in a wilderness. He's getting emptied of Egypt, and everything that he's clung to gets taken out of him. His audacious assignment then is to go back in to what he left went out of and to deliver a whole nation out of the out of the clutches of Egypt. Our, our assignment is Our audacious great commission, our audacious assignment is to go into this nation and quit whinging about the government and quit whinging about everything that's wrong and start to see that we are on an assignment church. We are on God's audacious assignment to go into where this stuff is going down and where the devil is ruling and to destroy the works of the devil and to enforce what Jesus has done because all authority has been given unto him and he gives that unto you to go in and do what you can't do. But the big question is, do you believe it? Because you're a believer, that's all, your only, my only job, seriously, when it's all stripped back and we can strip it all back, my only job as a believer is to believe. Well, to believe what? Everything that he told me. If God says it, my job is just to believe it. He'll do it. No matter how laughable it is to everybody else, and it's not easy, you know, be a pastor and put stuff up there like that. I'll go anywhere and reach anyone. Yeah, right, okay. grace Yeah, right, sure you will. You know, how much pizza did you have before you wrote that one? Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every nation. All the, na- all the nations will be blessed in you. So Go go, go. No, I can't. I can't go because because I don't believe it. Believability comes through faith. That's why Abraham is called the father of our faith, because he didn't bank on social security. He left all of that. He did what nobody else was willing to do. He stepped out. And his faith, it says, was accounted for him for righteousness For you, going anywhere to reach anyone might be going going to work one day with a different attitude. It might be going to school, knowing I've got an assignment here that's not the assignment that the teacher gave me with mathematics or history. Knowing that going, going into a workplace that has a toxic culture because they're in Egypt. Going into a family where you're gonna have some family gatherings around Christmas time. And everybody's mocking about what you're into. But you'll go anywhere to reach anyone because you're on an impossible assignment. You're not gonna reach any of them unless you have some kind of authority and some kind of awareness that God has called me to do this. Therefore, He goes with me. Therefore, it's audacious enough that if God doesn't show up, it's not going to happen. So I need to make sure that I'm aware that God has showed up before I take one step into the assignment, the first step, the most important step that you will take in fulfilling whatever audacious assignment that God has given you, and we will go anywhere to reach anyone. The first step, the most important one, is the step of faith to realize God is with me. I'm not going by myself, because if I go by myself, I'm gone. I might as well not even go. When I pastored, and God called me to pastor, I heard all the steps to grow a great church, get the numbers up. All the formulas, and oh, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. It was all human effort stuff. I thought to myself, well... I was in business before that. I learned about corporate growth and business growth and entrepreneurship and all of those kinds of things. And it's like, I, I know how to do that. I was in some multi-level stuff way, way back. It taught you a whole lot of principles that work to grow your organization. And I, thought, I saw the same thing in the church. And I thought, well, that's not an audacious assignment. That's doable. <laughs> Just do it. Do these things, you get this result. Where's the audaciousness in that? Where's the faith in that? Where's where's the stepping out so that if God doesn't show up, it's not going to happen? If I show up and it can happen without God, then it's not a God thing. And when God called us to start city church, it was laughable, it still is laughable that God would say something so big and so great that, that it's audacious. And only a fool would follow that. Well, hello fools. You're looking at a fool. A fool for Christ. I don't want to talk that, talk that down. I don't want to shrink the Great Commission to something doable. The first most important step is go with God. You won't reach anyone until you know you are not just anyone. I like that. That was good. As long as you think you're just an anyone, you can't reach anyone. To go anywhere and reach anyone you have to know who you are in Christ and who he is in you. You are not just a little Weasley, weak, little nothing. You are a believer filled with the power and the authority that God has given you so you can go anywhere and reach anyone. When you stop just being in anyone and you start realizing you are seated with him in heavenly places and you are a child of the king with a great commission, then you You'll start to step out, and you'll go anywhere with boldness that God calls you. No matter how impossible and audacious the assignment, you'll start to go and move with God, and the impossible becomes impossible not to happen. Well, that's okay. What caused Peter to follow Jesus? God showed him who he was. What caused Peter to walk away from Jesus? He forgot. Who he was. He forgot that God was still with him, that God was still on the throne. He witnessed the worst thing possible the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, his friend. He started to wander because he forgot who he was. Why did he return? He remembered who he was and that God was still with him. And the prodigal went away from the Father. You know that incredible parable that gets taught a lot. He forgot who he was. He's a child of the, uh, his father's the king. His father's a rich man. He's give me my inheritance now. And he goes off. But what caused him to return? Same thing that's going to cause you to return if you've strayed off. He says, when he came to himself, what does it mean he came to himself? He remembered who he was. He says, even the slaves do better than this. But you're not a slave, you're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to God. God says, I don't call you servants or slaves anymore. I've called you sons and daughters. You're a child. Come on back. Remember who you are. When you know who you are, you'll do what you're called to do. You'll have that audacious assignment that God's given you. It'll be impossible not to happen because God, the impossible, is with you. So the prodigal turned around and went back to the father. The key to going anywhere to reach anyone is to know who you are. Don't go alone. Exodus 33:15. 15. Moses says, says to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. God, I don't want to do it. You, God says, You can go. Go ahead, do it. If you're a hot shot, Moses. You can do it. You've learned the 15 principles of leadership five steps of strategy you can build a multi-level organization all by yourself with these steps but you're not going to do what God called you to do which is audacious until you take the first step and remember who God is and who God is in you and go with him it's not just where you go it's what you carry what you carry when you go we call it anointing. We call it presence. Another great word, which I'll give you this morning, is influence. I looked up the word influence. Middle English, a fluid formerly believed to flow from the stars to cause people to act a certain way. It's a mixture of that and early French influence, same meaning derived from Latin, influere, which means to flow in. Influence is from in flu air to flow. In flu air, in flow. It's related to fluid. It's when God pours into you his power, his anointing, his presence you become an influence to change the environment that you're in so that when you walk into that toxic office or you walk into that left-wing, unbelieving school, university or whatever, when you step into that family gathering full of mockers, atheists, people who call you goody-two-shoes or a do-good or whatever religious nut, so that when you step into that environment, you step in with an in-pouring from God so that you can pour that out. Yeah. And the environment has to change. People say, I don't know why I'm not reaching more people. This is the key right here. It's your influence. but I, I don't know. How do I get more influence? How do I get how do I pour out something into that? You've got to have something poured into you more than just 12 steps or some principles or something. That's not, that's not fluid. That's dry. You got to have more than just a dry cistern on the inside of you. Out of your belly, Jesus says, well, what? Flow. Flow What rivers of living water. That's why the Holy Spirit, a typology, is referred to as the oil which is poured out upon the head of Aaron, the high priest, and flows all the way down. That, That oil, that pouring forth. Paul said this, he says, at the end of his days when he's Poured out everything. I've poured out. I've been poured out like a drink offering. <laughs> in other words, I've given you everything in the tank. There is not one more drop left in me. My time of departure is soon. I want to go out knowing that I poured it all into the next generation, that I gave it everything, that I influenced some people to change their environment. I might not see all the nations of the earth blessed. I might not see the Great Commission and and its finality, but I might. But I know this. One person at a time, I am going to have the influence, the influid to be poured out And to pour out into every environment that I step into. Not stepping in there in my own ability, in my own pride, in my own track record. But stepping in there with the power and the authority that God gave me. Into every place that the soles of my feet shall tread upon. God has already given it to you. Do you believe it? My job this morning is pretty simple. It's to get you to believe something that you already have read and you already know and to draw upon the Spirit of God because you're only going to be as big on the outside as you are on the inside. You can't fake it. You won't push your way through this one. You got to ask yourself: Who am I taking before? Where am I going? I'm going to pour something out. What are you pouring? Who are you pouring into? Picture. If you're full of God, the contents is coming out of you in the conversations wherever you're going at work, family, school, wherever it is that God takes you, family at home. If you got contention in the tank, contention's going to get poured out. You're going to buy into conversations that you shouldn't even be talking about. If you got unforgiveness or bitterness or Bitter water, whatever it is on the inside of you is what's going to come out. The key is to get in God. Let him influence you. Let him pour into you. And so will he pour into everyone else. There are several versions of you that you can live. You can live several versions of your life Really, in any given moment, you can live your life by somebody else's mantra. What somebody else says—who do men say that? M. G. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. You can live your life by what you do. I'm Ed the Pastor. Good on you, Ed the Pastor. I'm Joe the Builder. I'm the office worker. I'm the office manager. I'm the entrepreneur. You can live your life by some title of what you do. You can live that version of your life in any given moment. You can carry that in, your title, doctor, pastor, whatever, whatever. But that's not going to change. That's not going to influence anything in the atmosphere. You can live your life clinging to security, but there is no such thing. In the end, it's you and God. That's it. In the end, him and me. His eyes see right through, pierce pierce right through. No hiding. You can live that version of your life where you just blend in. Nobody knows that you're a believer because you've kept it under the radar. I said it before, but silence of the lambs. You can live silence of the lambs if you want to. But God has called you to a much higher version of yourself where you empty you and forget about you when you're going into that relationship or that that meeting or whatever, wherever you walk into that office or you walk into that Christmas party or you wherever you walk, you can walk with your self consciousness and worried about what people think about you, 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 or you can throw that off and you can say, I want to walk into there to influence a whole bunch of people that God's called me on an assignment that is audacious. I'm going to walk into that with influence that God's given me power and authority. And I'm going to see that situation, that environment that might be toxic. It might be mocking. It might be full of unbelief. It might be full of unforgiveness. I'm going to walk into that environment and influence influence that environment and those people one at a time if I have to. Because it's audacious. You can live many versions of you. Can live an off-the-shelf version. You just pick one off the shelf. That's a good one. I think I'll take their life. Status quo. Go with the flow. Don't rock the boat. Play it safe. Or you can live a life which no longer you that lives. You can live an undistinguishable life from everybody else. Bland, norm, blah. You can be audacious, go anywhere, reach anyone. Bigger than what you do. It's a big path. I'm gonna close with this, but Second Corinthians five twenty. <laughs> God, time's gone. But Second Corinthians five twenty. Listen to this. We are therefore Christ ambassadors. What's an ambassador? The highest ranking dignitary, delegate from one nation to another. We are ambassadors. As, through, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you, I'm imploring you this morning, I implore you, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Acts 1 6 to 8. Then Jesus gathered around him and asked him, Lord, they gathered rather, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Lord, is this the end times? Because Gaza and the war and all that going on. Verse eight. But you. <laughs> well, what about who's the anti I want to know who the anti crowd. I want to know if it's the end time. I want to know. But you. But you. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, question is, the Holy Spirit come on you in recent history? And you'll be my witnesses, martyrs the word, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. But you, but you are going to go to that party, Christmas. But you are going to go to that school. But you are going to go to that family gathering. But you are going to go to that work site, into that office. But you... But you, don't worry about the rest. God's got it under control. But you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's influence, that's presence, that's anointing. I want to go, but me and my house, I'm going to go with the anointing to influence people on an assignment that's so audacious that it's laughable. Sarah laughed. Go anywhere. Reach anyone. Yeah, right, Pastor Ed. (laughs) So you can shrink it down if you want. I say, let's step it up. I say, let's get in prayer. I say, let's stand right now. Come on, let's stand. I say, let's get the worship team up here. (laughs) I say, because we're out of time. But you... I'll but you so I got to say but me for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord if it's going to be it's up to me up to me what to carry the presence of God into every environment every situation to have influence if it's going to be it's up to me to do what to preach the gospel everywhere I go to have some good news coming out of my mouth. I don't want to live a shelf life, pull it off the shelf at somebody else's. I don't want to do karaoke. I don't want to blend in. I don't want to be outspoken for the sake of outspoken, but when God says to speak, I am going to speak, and it's going to come out with power. Because I'm not called to blend in. I'm called, as you are, on an audacious assignment to reach this world for Jesus Christ. And the first step is to know that he is in me and with me. And he goes with me everywhere I go. So I'd like you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now that each person here and listening that we would just be conscious that we're not going alone to do something impossible but we go with you that you will make it possible. We won't shrink it down. We'll talk it up. We'll dare to be the ones that believe and follow the one that gives impossible assignments. Father, I thank you for every person here. Help us. Throw away unbelief. Help us to be believers. Forgive us for not believing and shrinking this down, especially as we go into seasons where we are going to have opportunities to let the light shine, to be an influence. Help us to speak up. Not to be obnoxious and just to argue with people. Not about that at all. But to have power. Your words carry power. Power. Authority that he's given you. You're not just anybody. You're a child of God. Of the most high. If you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, I'm going to give you a chance in just a moment. But before I do, I want to mention, if you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, why not? You can help the word get out to people that that need to hear messages like this one by subscribing City Church, Sunshine Coast. It'll come up on the screen. Make sure that you subscribe. Hit the like button. Let's get the word of God out there. It's what it's about. I want people all over the world to be challenged with challenging messages so that this gospel will be preached in all the world. You can help that getting the Word of God out there. So make sure that you go and do that if you haven't, and make sure that you share these messages, and get the Word of God is what it's about. Get the Word of God out there. All right right now, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Dear God, I repent of unbelief. I repent of taking an impossible assignment and making it possible in my own thinking. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city church.net or email us your feedback at infocity at church.net.